All righty, folks. Welcome back to another episode of the Off Center Archers. This is going to be episode number 121. And I'm Anthony. I'm Dougie. And we got some more people in the house because this type of topic deserved another round table. So we have <laughs> Angel Garcia of the High Power Archery Podcast. Yes, I am present. <laughs> and Rich of the Archery the excitement. Geek Outdoors Podcast from across the pond. I'm present, bro. Definitely not correct. There we go. <laughs> yeah, this will not be a, a, a politically correct podcast, so watch your ears if you are. If uh, you're one of those timid people, leave now. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So there has been a lot of stuff going on in the archery industry that we felt the need to kind of cover what's going on some more and our loudmouth opinions. Because, you know, everyone else seems to be pussyfooting around the topic. So, where do you guys want to start off? Hmm? Come on, Doug. Usually the master of topics. Well, let's just start with the okay. elephant in the room. Uh, let's start with the <laughs> elephant in the room. The elephant in the room. Okay. The PSE sale, which was kind of done under the carpet and just sprung on everybody is what everyone is talking about right now and which has been handled with some <clears throat> i don't want to call it underhanded but there's definitely some weird stuff going on there that is not being said and i think it's starting to show right now but i don't know what you guys have been seeing but i know what i've been seeing and yeah it's something's just not um i don't know it's driving right sitting well with some people yeah exactly you know it's just it, I'm I'm like seeing this whole thing in my eyes is like okay what the fuck's going on? There's no clear transparency. There's no it's like this it's like a sideshow game. That I agree with absolutely. To me, like the right now, and you, I think you hit it right on the head, Doug. I think the lack of transparency of what's going on is like one of the biggest things that people in the uh, that are around the fucking country are just not liking like because there's only like little snippets of shit that's coming out right now it's like well this person said it's okay and this person is doing this and this person is doing that but it's there's no like real big game plan because you know all you hear about this new group that bought PSE and you could tell I don't remember the name because I, I really am not interested they in have it. a name yeah, the heritage, the heritage, the heritage outdoor. Group. Oh yeah. yeah, the heritage outdoor group, and apparently the outdoor group as of right now only consists of PSE. Apparently, they'll be acquiring more people and so on. You know, and it you just they see say the, they have more than just PSE. That's what it shows right now is that there's going to be two more according to their website. So, but it's a little weird because Black Rifle's all over their website too now. Yes, so, yes, yes, and that's one of the bigger conspiracies we can touch on of who is actually the people that are in charge and compared to who's not. But as of right now, the only things you see is like little snippets coming from PSE themselves or dudes like Greg Poole. And I'm not, and this is in no way I'm not trying to like shit on anybody with Greg Poole because everyone knows I like Greg Poole. I like, I like what he's done. But there's not much coming out in the like transparency of which direction is the company going to go in? What is the plan? All we hear is everything's going to be made in America, which we know pretty much for a fact is unless they bring with no details. Yeah. There's no details whatsoever. 
And for me to, to believe that we're going to bring everything to America only, that means bows like the PSE burner and the other bow, other like known, you know, they're, they're bottom, bottom. Budget branded. Right. But those bows for a known fact are pretty much ma are made in China or China or Malaysia. It's one of the two. And I, I you know, I don't, and I kind of brought up on as a like point to when they posted that, uh, you know, when they were like, oh, everything's going to be in America. Everything's going to be American made, everything this and everything that. And I'm like, you know, everyone's going to hold you to this shit. Now, if they actually happen to be able to pull that shit off, fucking props to you. But as of right now, with the very little information that's coming out of who's doing this and who's doing that, it doesn't really sit well with a lot of people. You know, well, for me, for me, two things are telltale signs that something's not right. One is, I, th I believe you made the post where you said, uh, everyone's going to be expecting you to make everything keep to that pr privilege. And his response mm -hmm. to you was mm -hmm. very, very childish the way he came off. I forget exactly the exact words that he said to you in that post, but he's like, uh, I don't think so, or something like that. Like, like a five year old answers, answers people back like that. That's oh yeah, one. yeah. He no, so, he had commented to somebody else. Uh, yeah, they had posted. Well, they asked him some stupid, and he responded. He responded to like five other things with one word, like. And this yeah. is Zach Gleason, the guy who's now in charge of the Heritage Group. He responded. That's some, a bot. <laughs> well, that, that was the problem too. Is like that sounds like a bot would be doing that, right? It does. But they were asking like simple little stupid questions. Well, you know, people were, or people were giving their opinion. They're like, well, I, now you know that this is an investment group. You know, they're going to start doing more shit overseas and it's going to be China and this, that, and that. And he would respond to something like wrong. What the fuck? Are we 13 year old girls? Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm and sorry, the, but the most of the archer industry is filled with a bunch of fucking dudes who are stern, direct. I mean, you look at a lot of the guys that own the companies in archery or hunting in general, they will fucking tell you how it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's not a lot yep. of guys in the world that are like Aaron Snyder fucking level who will like straight up put you in your fucking place <laughs> level. But they will be like, no, this is no, no, you, like you're under, you know, you're missing the point. This is what like they will straight up throw it on the fucking table of this is our intention. No, wrong. What the fuck are we 13 year old girls in fucking sixth grade? You know? And, and that's, that also leads back to what the, you said, Doug. The, 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 thing, uh, the other thing that set, set it off, yeah. You know, just, it, it doesn't get so you With a big announcement like this, mm -hmm. a huge announcement like this, and Dudley's been redoing podcasts now. He's been coming back on with a couple of podcasts. And I listened to them. And in not in one podcast, as he mentioned, oh, by the way, PSE changed hands, but our knockout line is going to be solid and all that. Um, they are really reinvesting everything behind us. I haven't heard him say anything about it. And right. that kind of makes me think, what's up? Because you would think that if he was all good with these people, um, oh, yeah, they're great people, this and that, then he'd be like, listen, big announcement. PSE changed hands, knock on, knock on future is secure, this and that. But he hasn't said anything like that. He's actually been avoiding the subject altogether. Mm -hmm. And that's concerning a little bit, if you ask me, since they're the fact that they just released their new bow and stuff like that. And yeah. if I'm a consumer and I see something like this happen, especially with something that's not a branded line, it's knock on's branded line through PSE, 
Like, am I confident buying this new hardware, this new bow, knowing that, well, the guy who like is responsible for this hardware is not saying anything about how he feels about this company change. Are they even going to be part of the line in a year? And am I going to be up the creek trying to get parts for it or something like that? Which mm-hmm. seems pretty trivial, but it's like, it's a concern that I bet a lot of people are having. So they're not being upfront with stuff. Um, I think a lot of dealers aren't happy with them. They changed reps a couple of years ago, uh, maybe a year and a half or two years ago to some other representation group that handles it instead of having the in-house sales reps. So that was like to start some weird stuff going on. Then we started seeing the advertising go a little strange. Then the pro staff changed and we all know about that. We talked about that the last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we got this and a guy who gives you like two word answers in Instagram responses when normally they would have professional social media people who would say, well, you can't say this, be careful what you say. And it's like, I get a kind of childish answer back. I'm like, okay, fine. It leads you to think like, is something happening here that we don't know about or is someone else in charge that we don't know about? And I've been trying to find out as much information about this company. I can't find anything anywhere. I do think that they're tied in some way to Evan Hafer and stuff like that, because all of a sudden anything a black rifle does, they're posting in their, in their um, Facebook pages. Um, well, there's this women's competition hosted by black rifle, like, okay. Um, but it's too, too many coincidences that kind of feed the, fi- the fire of the rumors that have been going around about who's the real owner, who's the power behind this, because for a company that's coming up as a new, you know, competitive entity out there, um, they're not being very forthcoming about anything and their webpage is lacking to say the least, as opposed to like the outdoor group who plainly told you, Hey, we're buying all these different brands. And while they stumbled when they first came out, they were at least saying, Hey, we're new. They, they were making a thing about we're the outdoor group. We're this, we're that. These guys aren't saying shit about who they are. Yeah. I mean, that when you look at, was it the heritage groups? first post it was something about a long tradition of the outdoors and that actually what well, they've been incorporated just a couple of days before the announcement of the purchase of PSE. that's a yeah, big mistake that's, <laughs> that's that that's also where the transparency you know, don't, you've got a long to. tradition when you're a brand new company well see no you can do that if you show those that are involved so if you were to if they were to come to you know if they were to come out the door screaming that the guys from Black Rifle, Dudley, powerhouses like fucking Greg Poole and AAE. And all of these companies were going to collaborate and make the Heritage Outdoor Group. And then you could have some confidence in it. But the fact that... Oh, you'd be fucking waving, waving flags right now and say, everyone, what the fuck? Exactly. Oh, exactly. And that's the problem. That's where the, la- <laughs> like, you know, and it, it, it's the, probably the most powerful aspect of it is what Dougie said, is the fucking transparency is just not there. Okay? And I mean, yeah, I mean, realistically, Greg, if you were going to tell me... I don't want to be involved in the negotiations, didn't he? Yeah, but that's fine. But then show who's involved in negotiation. You can't... Yeah. And especially right now, when... And, see no matter what you do right now the dude that's in charge and people are like well he's high up in cryptic no one cares you know it it, no one gives a shit about that because when you look at linkedin and all that other shit when you look at the breakdown it's like two years of business experience from what it looks like on on linkedin so it doesn't give you confidence in that now if you're gonna fucking 
bring a group of guys together and you're going to put someone at the chair that's going to be involved in it all. Like, like I said, if you're going to bring in fucking Dudley, the master of ideas when it comes to make a fucking bow better, you're going to bring in dudes like Greg Poole. As long as you keep Greg Poole out of politics, he probably won't get banned again. You know, <laughs> you know, and if, like if you bring in those powerhouse guys and maybe some more dudes that, you know, can Evan Hafer or the guys from Black Rifle, we can get in touch on the whole Black Rifle nonsense that just recently went on because I think it's fucking hysterical. But anyway, <laughs> um, but the fact that there's no one saying this is who the originators of the group are. And we're going to stick this one dude out in front of it who no one right now has confidence in whatsoever. I mean, if I can butcher you day one because you're giving people one word answers, there's a fucking problem. You know, well, I, I, I did wonder. I mean, Dudley has been doing an awful lot with Black Rifle guys, hasn't he? Yes. He's right. always has been. For yeah, years. I mean, he's, he's done an awful lot with them. Uh, like you said, Greg Poole is bigging up anything PSE at the moment. Mm -hmm. He's blowing up really big. With all the shit that happens and the, like the scandals with Black Rifle, if they are behind this, is it just a marketing ploy until things calm down and all the shit surrounding them drops down a little? That they take a back seat and just put Zach up as the front man? That, that, that's the only reason I can see themselves not outing themselves that they're the ones who actually, let's say, own half of the outdoor, the heritage group or whatever it is, is because yeah. of all the shit that's been going on. I mean, if you look at what's going on a couple of months ago, Matt Best, as always, the fucking hornball that he is, got himself in trouble. And if you don't know what happened, mm -hmm. go look it up because it was a famous blonde YouTuber who herself gets in trouble all the fucking time because of her mouth. And then Matt did some indiscretions with her. Um... And then now all the shit that just came out what last month with the lawsuit with Evan being involved is not really fucking good. So you might want to hide the guys that are involved in that shit. You know, it, it's I, I'm sorry yeah. when you get accused of getting angry, ripping your clothes off and telling people how you're going to fuck them in the ass. It's really not a good way to fucking go. You know, <laughs> it's really not. It's not. <laughs> so I got the ass, well, <laughs> Yeah, you in and Donnie. In another... Here's another strange thing. Like, so today, um, PSC put, puts a post on there and ask me if this makes any kind of sense because it to me it doesn't. PSC, they put a post on there of an ad that Pete Shepley had. I think it was the early 80s, if not the late 70s, mm -hmm. with one of the very first compound bows out there. And it's literally just taking the, a, a screen pick of the ad and putting it there like it's their post. And I'm like, what is the purpose of that? That makes no sense. The guy is no longer, he founded the company. Now you own the company. What is this doing for you? Is this the type of advertising you have to do to keep yourself like saying, hey, we're relevant. You know, we, we're the company that once was owned by Pete Shepley. I mean, what is the deal with that? Because I'm looking at that post right now. There's like four comments. And nobody else is saying anything about it. And it doesn't make much sense. And all it says is take the challenge. It's an old ad. And that all they're saying is take the challenge, be legendary. I'm like, for real? Um, what is going on with this? So not much of what they're doing is making any kind of sense. Not at all. They're putting the heritage into um, heritage group. <laughs> yes. And, you That's know, probably I, what it is. I, 
I would really be curious to see who's, you know, internally, how much has changed over there. Because in my days being involved with PSE, the core people you had going on were Pete Shepley at the top. And you had Bobby Vargas, who ran everything on the inside, did their YouTube videos, was in head, the head of their pro staff and stuff like that. I don't even know if he's still with the company or not. And I don't see that. So, like, did they gut the – and like I said, I knew one of the customer service guys who left like a week before, and now I know why, because the day that he was supposed to have left was the day this, this happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, is there something – like, did they gut the company internally? Are they planning on relocating the company somewhere else? I mean, are they going to uplift it out of, out of Arizona and move it to Wyoming, like you know, some other friendlier state? What are their plans? And the problem is they're not saying anything. And that's more concerning than anything else because if you, if you are personally a diehard PSC person and someone buys the company, because this guy's saying that he runs the group and he is like the new owner of the company, mm-hmm. someone buys a company who you have not heard of at all, do you, does that inspire confidence in like, Oh yeah, I'm going to stay committed to these people. Or are you like, Oh my God, is something bad about to happen? And you start looking at every other manufacturer, like who am I going to look to now? Because we all know stuff comes in waves. The fact is I used to shoot PSE. I no longer do. Now I'm shooting elite. It is what it is, but I have my reasons for doing that. Confidence in a company isn't, is one of those reasons. And if you don't put out information it's just as bad as not putting, if you putting out the wrong information is just as bad as putting out, not putting out enough information because you keep people in the dark and then the rumors start to swirl. People start to think. And before you know it, people are wondering, is this nightmare going to become a reality or is it not going to be reality and everything's still cool, but they're not saying anything. And that's really bugging me. Mm -hmm. I agree. I I totally, totally agree. I mean, it's, the, the, the amount that, well, the lack thereof of information is what's killing it all for me. Like, is, you know, being like I said before, I mean, people are worried about the fact that it's an investment group. Our shit is, is the stuff going to get shipped out? Is it not going to be as the quality as it was? Is quality control going to go down? So a lot of that right now to me is the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, and the, the sad part is that's new company woes all around. For every fucking company. It happened to the outdoor group. I mean, if you listen to this fucking podcast three years ago, I was fucking shitting all over them. Their quality (laughs) control was fucking horrible. You know? And then you look now, like this week, I shot two of their bows this week. You know? I mean, granted, like I said, I get to deal with fucking awesome shops that let me shoot whatever the fuck I want. And (laughs) I shot the... I shot bows from Darton. I shot bows from Matthews. I shot the bows from Elite. And for me personally, the way I like bows to feel and everything like that, and the, the, just the general feel of the bow for me, um, the Elite Omnia for me right now, I would buy it tomorrow for me. You know, the new Darton Spectre E shot really, really good. The, the riser's fucking great. Everything's nice and comfortable. Good grip angle. All of the shit that I would normally like. I don't like the cam. I don't like the way the cam sits. I don't, well, I shouldn't say sits. I don't like the way the cam pulls through for me. The Omnia to me is the easiest way for me to describe the Omnia because it's, you know, it is a 32 inch axle axle. So it's got the same basic frame as my, e, my uh, EVL. The, the inertia is not that far off. The inertia is like 31 and three quarters or some stupid shit. But to me, the Omnia cam the, or the cam that is on the Omnia 
is probably what you would get if you were to take an inertia cam and an EVL cam and put them together. Like it's aggressive, but it's extremely fucking smooth. The aggressive portion matches the inertia. Like the the EVL is a more linear pull, and so is the Matthews. The Matthews phase four is just fucking downright sexy, but Matthews still can't make a grip. So let's fucking face it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's the the Evolve Cam and well the standard Evolve Cam and now the EC two that's on the newer bows. Very linear fucking pull, pretty even straight through. Whereas like the S2 mm. cam, it had that brunt in the front, kind of like exactly how the inertia has it. And this new elite has the same thing, but except for the fact that once it drops into the <laughs> valley, you could just sit there and hold this bow for fucking days. It just sat there. Ooh. I had no stab on it. We, they had some just, you know, your standard like pre-set up demo bows, a little three pin trophy ridge or some shit on it. And, but when it shot, that bow just stood there like it didn't want to go anywhere and their, their whole limb tipping tuning thing. So like, even for me this year, out of everything I've shot, if I were to buy a new bow right now, I, I would end up buying an Omnia from elite. And I, if you would have asked me that three years ago, I would have fucking laughed at you. If you would have told me elite and something changed in the last few years with them where they became like, they had their growing pains and it got better and better. And that's the same thing I see that's going to happen to Darton soon. Now that Randy and all the guys from Black Eagle own Darton, probably like three more years from now, Darton's going to have some banger fucking bows. So I don't know. But well, those companies me, are saying what they're doing. That's the thing, though. They're saying, hey, we made this improvement. Hey, you know, this like last year's bow. What the fuck was the last year's elite bow? Mm -hmm that they were doing the whole try the comfort comfortability fucking thing challenge or whatever. Oh, was that the cure? Yes. The cure. And uh, me right off the bat, and just because of like how my old opinions were of elite, they were, I, I, I fucking shit on them every chance I got. <laughs> and I really did. But when I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to shoot the cure. That bow, even compared to the, the bow from the year before was fucking 10 times better. And this bow to me is better than the cure was, especially now with the whole new quarter inch adjustments on their string stop. It's fucking mm. tits. The bow's fucking great. It's unreal. You know, but they're more upfront about this is what we're changing this year. And this is what we're changing that year. And this is our idea for the forecast and this and that. It's like, what is Matthew's going to say for next year? We're going to make it even quieter. Fucking come on. <laughs> for real. I mean, don't get me wrong. The phase four is absurdly quiet. Now, I shot all these bows with my arrow. So my 300 spine carnivore, standard insert, 50 grain weight on the back of the insert, 125 grain head. So it was like 400 and 460 grains-ish like that. And I mean, the Matthews hands down was the quietest of the bows. But audibly wise, because I didn't bother putting them through a chrono. Audibly wise to me, the Matthews was the slowest, you know, but and shooting the Omnia and the Darton were about the same speed and from the way it felt, but the Omnia to me was the more comfortable bow right now, but it, it's, you, you see of what's coming and what's the idea and what's the plan and this and that and the other. And it seems to be nothing coming out of, out of PSE of like, oh, we're just the new owners. Do you like our new logo? It looks like a sixth grader got Photoshop and figured out how to write PSC with a fucking arrow on it. You know, 
That's like, that's what it's it does. Like, the, the fucking spacing between the letters is uneven. And whichever archery oh, let down archery, or hooligan. Archery let down. Yeah, I think yeah. it was let down. Fuck you, bro, for making me notice that because now I can't unsee that shit. My OCD is kicked in. Fucking horribly. My wife is an artistic fucking chick who I've watched her do paintings and drawings and all this paracord shit and tattoos. And, and as soon as he pointed out the letters or uneven, I'm like, oh, fuck no, I can see it. Fucking asshole. I'm never going <laughs> to unsee this now. It's like, God damn it. That's like my my neck of the woods. Everyone who shoots PSCs right now, loving, still loving what what they have right now, which is obviously all the dominators right now. Everyone's got one of those. Oh, your but your place they're... is infested with dominators. <laughs> your place, <laughs> yeah. this club is infested Basically, uh, with fucking dominators. But but this way at the club, at the club, all of us officers have a dominator except for one because the draw length doesn't go that short <laughs> on any of the bows. Even on uh, the, and, the EM cam or whatever the hell, the, the tiny cam, the E-cam, whatever the fuck it's called? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, Shannon, Shannon is a 20, I think she's a 24. Oh, shit. So, yeah, she she couldn't get in, so she's still shooting her citation. But, like I said, a lot of them, a lot of them are like, well, at least, at least we have the last great bow. We don't know what's going to happen later on. You know, and... Shannon just literally went from shooting dartons all the way up until her first citation two years ago. Mm. So now it's like with this whole thing, everyone's now talking about even at the ASAs I go to some people, a lot of people are talking about the big, big bow that's in the talks. That everyone keeps talking, coming back to is the new Bowtech reckoning gen twos. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone's, you know, my, one, one, one of our guys actually picked up the just got one recently right and it's just like is this now the next sleeper bow to come out you know because Botech's always been there but never been there oh yeah yeah no with the exception of feeling hand uh, well i think you know, that's a that thing the though next- this year though i think you know this last year, especially when it comes to Bowtech, because there was the little murmurs of shit of like, oh, the next generation, what is it going to be like? And I tell you right now, in my opinion, all the little stupid rumors that were coming out and you heard all the little suggestions of what to change, that was literally Paige and Tim. All of it. Like, I don't think their engineers mm-hmm. like were like, but it's a great bow. And, and right off the bat, Tim's making aftermarket grips for him with his business. And Paige is like, what? And Paige... I, 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 not to knock her, but Paige puts, puts the videos out of this is what I had to change and here, this is what I had to change with that. Bah, 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 bah. You know, this is what made it work for me. And, you know, all these little <laughs> stupid suggestions between the two. And now they got this Gen 2 bow. And mm-hmm. a lot of the guys that I shoot here with, like me, I'm looking at the elite shit because I, I, I like the hunting size bows. I really do. 32, yeah. 33, I'm good with. I'm done with the whole giant target shit and whatever. Um, I'm on the target side for us. So. Right, exactly. You know, I think I sit somewhere in the middle. I really like the 33 to 35 axle to axle. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's like even me, if I were to shoot, an, if I were to build another bow for me for 3D, I would build a 35 inch bow just because it would be something different. But yeah, I think the thing for me that caused a lot of it, A, one was the accident where I fucked up my left shoulder. And I should have just stood with my performed 3D. I should have stood with my 37. And that was my mistake of not getting used to the bow and 
oh, I got fucking gorilla arms and I got to fucking have the 40 instead because it'll do better for my... <laughs> I should have just stood with the 37 because after having both, I realized afterward, you know, hindsight 2020, I was actually shooting better with the 37 than I was with the 40. But <laughs> then you get into the other problem was... I was shooting higher scores with a 33-inch fucking bow than I was getting with a 37 or a 40. So it's kind of like a mixture of all of it. I didn't have the 37 long enough to really give it its fucking chance. But the time I did have it, I did shoot it better than the 40. And now that I've had the 32s and 33s for so fucking long, I can fucking lights out these bows with no problem. So it's kind of like the jump to the next thing because I was pulling the fucking, I was pulling the Matthews motto boy of what's the next hotness and fucking jumping trains like crazy, you know, but I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know what the, the other thing going on right now is, and I have kind of a weird barometer that I use to figure out what the trend is happening in archery. Mm. But before I mention that, Botech did one thing this year that I think is meant to screw everybody. And I'm not talking about um, the users. They're talking about the, the, the competition. The reckoning is the first bow ever target bow pro line target bow pro series bow that they're allowing to be sold online by retailers like Lancaster. Nice. You can order a, a Gen 2 Reckoning from Lancaster instead of having to go to a dealer. And Botech is, is stabbing people in the heart with that mm -hmm. because now I don't have to travel 58 miles or 158 miles, depending on where you live, to get to a Botech dealer. I can order it online. And you know how many more people they're going to reach with that? It's insane. Yeah. No oh, other yeah. company is yeah. allowing them to do that. Is this I think why Matthew somebody said their target bows can be shipped now. Uh, MFJJ did the video. No, from certain dealers. He can ship all the Matthews target bows now. No, it was Hoyt. It's Hoyt who did it. It's Hoyt. No, Matthews did it with MFJJ as well. No. I don't think so. I don't no, think the Hoyt. Matthews would go that far. It was Hoyt that said it with MFJJ. I know which video you're talking about. That was Hoyt. Matthews, so, Matthews just for the target bows. No, nah, not that so, I don't know. So besides that that side note with that, I mean, that's the telltale thing of what's going on. Mm -hmm. But one thing I use to tell me if something's really happening is the website I hate more than anything in the world is Archery Talk. And I'll go on there to see the classifieds, what's for sale. And right now, if you look on there, you will find plenty of one thing and none of another you'll find plenty of pse bows for sale which normally when pse was in its big swing you didn't see that many but now i'm starting to see a lot of everything pse for sale on there in the target section um almost zero botex and absolutely nothing in elite yep so there is nothing people are keeping their shit that's right people are keeping this stuff and getting rid of what they want so if in another six weeks you see that it's only psc's still in there and there's no botex and elite becomes this hot commodity again i know for a fact they're a very hot commodity right now because getting my bow was a pain in the ass and stuff like that and it's still due to arrive in about another couple of days i think um just getting my hands on that has become a problem where i could have just you know made a phone call and got one in a day prior to this announcement um it tells you something going on. 
So I don't know if the mass consumer base is losing their confidence in this whole PSE shenanigan because of what's going on. But I do know that the other companies that were kind of like hanging in with them are now probably in a position to surpass them. Botech has always been up there and been their good thing. They got Tim behind them and all that. Mm-hmm. And they, they now unleash it to the public saying, Hey, go buy it from Lancaster. It's cool. Um, elite used to sell online. They don't do it anymore. So I'm like, something is definitely up and they're just bracing for the storm. It's about to happen. Well, what I like about the fact that they're willing to start selling online nine times out of 10, most target shooters know how to yeah. tune their own shit. They don't need a shop. They have their own shop nine times out of 10, or they at least have somebody nearby that, that they trust to work on their bus. Yeah. You know, when it comes down to your average hunter, yeah, you should be going to a fucking shop first because nine times out of 10, you don't know what the fuck you're doing in the first place. Yeah. As far as tuning your shit. Is that purely because target archers tend to shoot a lot more arrows than your average hunter does? Yeah, I would say so. And they target. target yeah, we're, we're shoot as far as the target shooters, and especially my area, we're averaging anywhere from two to five hundred arrows in a weekend. Yeah. Yep. In just a weekend practice, not including competitions. You know, I know guys who go to the the ASA qualifiers down here if they don't shoot 30 arrows before they hit the hit the first target they're not warmed up me on the other hand i shoot maybe 15 i'm like okay that's good warm up let's hit hit the, hit it out before i get tired because the, the whole thing with the archery industry is this hunting sales drive everything so everything's in the hunting market mm-hmm. that's what pays for everything but target sales are the gauge that you can tell what's really happening because target shooters shoot year-round. Mm-hmm. And whatever a target shooter is do, doing, you'll be able to tell where the trend is because the hunting one will follow it no matter what. And right now, target trend is gobble up every elite bow you can find, gobble up every Bowtech bow you can find because these guys are the ones who like, and this is like towards the end. Right now, it's the end of the indoor season, mm-hmm. but it's the beginning of ASA yep. Outdoor. Mm-hmm. and ibo outdoor so if someone's going to make a change they're going to do it right fucking now if they can or they're going to hold out and until the end of the season and make their change and then watch the shit storm that happens then because then if all these people are holding back because they didn't want to switch out and get used to another bow now okay granted that's something that i would do but i'm not competing regularly anymore but the guys who are competing regularly are more leery of holding off they'll hold off they'll wait till the end of the season mm-hmm. Then God help you. What's going to happen at the end of the season? Because everybody will make their switch. At yeah, one that's time. what usually happens around our my in my little world. We see everyone though they don't have a bow starting at the beginning of the ASA season. That's the bow yep. they're going to be shooting the whole friggin' year because they don't want to take that chance of well, I got to break this bitch down and set up a whole new bow and then. Hopefully I can have it ready by the next competition and, and not have it. And it's not worth it. It's not worth the risk. So they'll wait and they'll wait until the end our seat, our regular season just in Florida ends in July. So that'll be the time when they go, okay, this didn't work for me. I'm yep. switching. That's what you're going to see. You can see everybody at the end of the competition season, switch up for that little lull that we have between outdoor and indoor. And then all of a sudden the, mm-hmm. the gates will open and you'll see everything going on. I mean, I can set up a bow and get it ready for competition in a week, but that's me 
I run the shop. I have access to all mm-hmm. the craziness tools. I've been doing it for 40 years, you know, t- tuning stuff like that. I can do all that with ease, but the average guy can't do that, nor does he have the nope. time to be, to be learning how this bow reacts when you fuck up or do something else. So that's Especially why when you work a 40 right plus hour job. A week. Exactly. When we work real jobs, pro shooters and I mean, pro sponsor shooters, that's all they do. They fucking shoot. That's all they do. So they have all the time in the world to play with a new one. And, you know, when you, when you see some of these guys, that got 15 of the, of the bows sitting up there, like, well, this one's got this kind of rest on it. This one's got that kind of rest on it because they, they have a different thing for every situation. The average dude who's the one who's paying all the bills because it's the people who are buying bows who, who make these companies tick. Mm-hmm. They don't have the time to do all that, all that nonsense. And I don't care if they're a hardcore competitor or not. If you're not getting paid by an archery company mm-hmm. as a salary and that's the only thing you're doing, you do not have the time to do this. So you add that to the fact that nobody really knows what's going on with PSC. And a lot of people are sitting uncomfortable right now, but you may not have seen the wave because the seasons are already starting. It's too late to make a change. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. I think after the season's over, you're going to see a lot of, um, of the contract stuff come out. You know, once everyone. Well, contract season for us is October. So yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. I think October's contract season. After this season's over and everyone's going to start prepping to go back to indoors again, I think, you know, there's probably going to be a big shuffling again, which I, I mean, there's, I mean, granted, that's part of the archery industry and the who's going to jump from this and that and bah, 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 and that's part of all the, you know, free agency types of businesses and, and sports, that, that, but. And come, and come October, when that start happening, to get back on kind of subject. Um, we'll see what PSE does because at that point it'll be like, okay, who's leading and who's coming? Yeah. Because if they're if the Sharon Walses and you know all the other guys are going, fuck you, bye, we're out now. Um, and they're not getting anyone of quality in, or at least Dudley's not fucking talking like he is right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, then you then you know there's a problem. Right. You know there's a problem. Yeah. yeah, well, with me, I, I thought about moving from elite, uh, moving from PSC. I think for the last two years, I didn't like the way that the whole marketing thing was and some ways they were redesigning some of the stuff. And when they changed the pro staff, I was like, these fucking people I'm not dealing with. And I was thinking about getting out. And then one of the things that really wanted me to get out, but I didn't, I didn't make a move was just because Pete was still there. But also the fact that a motivator for me to get out was elite. And 90% of the other companies no, no longer make bows that come in purple. Well, guess what? Uh, PSE no longer makes a purple bow. They used to have the world purple before. Now they don't. Yeah. Elite still has purple. They're the last ones with purple. <laughs> Believe me, I would have bought so, my Dominator in purple if it, if it was available. <laughs> and so so my, my verdict is in purple, and that's what I, that's what I, I have coming in, and that's what it's going to be. I mean, I don't want to have to send out a bow to get fucking painted and all that to tech. And come back and like, why? I should be able to get it in the color I want. Elite has all these colors that you can get, but apparently everybody else has narrowed it down to like four or five colors, including gray, tan, black, and silver. And if it's not one of those, you're fucked. And that's what it is. In green, but <laughs> yeah, in the green, that's it. Um, but yeah, so for purposeful needs, I wanted a color I wanted, and but when I shot a verdict, I knew exactly it was what I wanted. So I was like, okay, then this is what I'm going to get. I'm going to get a verdict, but. Um, even last year's bow was better. It was, was good too. So 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, man. I really don't. You, you th- I don't think that this new uh, Zach Gleason guy will ever come on and have a chat with us live. Do you? No. <laughs> you know what? I've, I've, got Zach. <laughs> I've, I've got him on LinkedIn. I, I <laughs> drop him a message. See if I can just ask him, would you do a podcast? Just to see what excuses he comes up to say no. (laughs) (laughs) They do. (laughs) Believe me, they do. Um, From the last episode that we did, one of the guys who shoots at a range that I take my kids to compete at, he's like, the last five minutes of that podcast was unreal. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then he showed me on his phone. I'm like, oh, shit. He's listening, <laughs> <laughs> he's listening to that. Like, oh, no. He just, it was unreal. I said, you've been, you've been sharing that with other people? He goes, yes, I have. <laughs> Thank you, sir. That explains why my account for downloads in the U.S. is like ball, like freaking shot through the roof in the last month. I'm like, why am I... Normally, like you know, a couple hundred. You, you need to get it like that last video on TikTok. Fifteen million views this morning. That was yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Fifteen million on there. <laughs> That's insane. And just because uh, of all the crap going on with now Biden jumping on the ban uh, TikTok train, I started a. Yeah. Uh, that's the other one I have now. Uh, everyone's like jumping to it now. I think it's called Clapper. It's pretty much the same thing as TikTok, except like. People can post what they want. And there's some fucking depraved people on there right now. They, they, they got ruling, ringing their rules a little bit. Fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, it, it's supposed to be like, you know, the, the, the freedom. Ring that shit. It's like a freedom version of freaking TikTok. There's not as many rules. Just no hate speech and all that type of shit. Okay, fine. So I posted so far three videos, you know, of me and Doug shooting at events and shit like that. And. You know, for a smaller program, I mean, in the last two days, I think we have like seven or eight thousand. But, you know, if you really look at archery videos and you really want to, like, get any sort of attention on TikTok, I swear to God, trad is the fucking way to go. You get the right hashtag for a trad video and like put the trad life or traditional archery or whatever the fuck crazy trad hashtag there is. And it oh, they're tagging it the fucking the, hell out the of it. The fucking view tag is like out of control. It's like Biden just spending money on the fucking debt counter, just spinning out of control. And I'm like, I'm like, there's nobody. And <laughs> one video's got 36 million views on it. One video's got, uh, I think the the one that uh, Rich is talking about, it, it passed 15 million. I have another one that's got seven million and all this other shit. And I, I don't you understand. You know why, don't you? Uh-huh. Trad archers need to need something to keep keep them occupied while they're looking for the fucking arrows behind the yeah, targets. It's, it's so <laughs> strange too. Like I get like there's a lot of messages in other languages, and thank God Google has fucking translate. Otherwise, I would be completely lost. <laughs> um, but you see, like a lot of the other countries that I don't know if it's just not common sense because you don't see. Like the, the 3D archery thing here where we use actual life-size 3D replicas of the animals and whatnot, they're, I guess they're in other countries, they're not used to seeing that. And so they're like, oh my God, you shot a deer. First off, when you shoot a deer, they don't just fucking hang out and look at you. They run, you know? It's like the common sense shit of like, one, animals just don't stand there petrified. One, they don't, you know? When you shoot a 3D target, you hear that loud ass. <laughs> Looking down at the fucking, air, like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they you know you don't hear that loud thump when you hit an animal normally it's more like a goosh fucking sound you know but you know and it's just like oh my god and, and you don't realize like how exactly how much of like other especially when the video for some reason hits big in like country like india india is very um they're not a huge carnivore country like we are in the U.S. and a lot of the European Eastern. I'm glad Western I didn't European. take a video of the last 3D shoot I went to for you know, Indy River. They had a cow friggin' 3D target. Oh, dude, they would have lost their fucking mind. That should have been cool. It's only pitchforks and flying well. Cows in India are actually a sacred animal. So. Oh, I know. That's just why I'm glad I didn't take yeah. a video of that one. And it's it, it just so it's it just so strange when you see a lot of the comments. And I'm con like I literally have on the ready, 3D replica animal, not a real animal. Like like I just can copy and paste that shit through half of that shit. And then you see the real fucking con like the, no, I shouldn't say the real fucking countries, but <laughs> it's, it's the way it comes across because they have the same mentality as Americans. Um, whereas Americans are like, fuck yeah, that's a good shot, bro. For, you know, th like that type of shit. And then you see the Russians are like, why did you shoot such a small pig? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like straight up, <laughs> like, bro, first off, it's a dummy. Two, that's about the size of a, a really big fucking hog here. Russia, it's bigger. Yeah, no shit, bro. <laughs> fucking Christ. Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can almost hear when, when Google Translate. In Russia, they didn't you know, kill you. Yeah, it does the Russian translation. You can almost hear the arrogance of them calling you a pussy that your animal's smaller. You know, <laughs> it's, it's so fucking in the, funny. In you know? Russia, pig is size of Buick. Bro, I'm, <laughs> have you ever seen some of the fucking hog photos, like the big ass Russian boars, and they're like 500 pounds? With like tusks Jesus that are like, Christ. like it's like a little little mini fucking bull running around with these big ass twelve inch tusks on his fuck that shit no 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 uh, I'll kill our little yeah but this is the Russians they right the passage you'll be after they one of those fuckers with a knife fuck that <laughs> a knife so will do some, some crocodile Dundee shit that's not a knife this is a knife you know one of them fucking things <laughs> <laughs> I don't know man. It is. It's it's crazy when you see the views, but it's like, it's kind of amusing because I mean a lot of all the trad videos that are on my my channel are, are of Arthur, our uh, our friend who I normally call the Big Viking, and every time I post a video for him, it makes all the other numbers of all the other videos like skyrocket because you'll see people just like, oh, okay, cool, and, and they go, like, oh man, it's like a mixed group of guys. It's like compound guys and fucking trad guys and cool and. All the videos suddenly start to go up by thousands of views and hundreds and shit of likes and shit like that. It's just very strange. But now that, you know, our government's trying to uh, ban everything because people can say what they want on certain platforms. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to uh, have to, like, put it on other platforms just to make sure the shit gets out there. Yeah, see, <laughs> another, another comment by a stupid person who doesn't know it's a fake animal. So, <laughs> bum lives matter. Oh, no. Well, the classic one for that was was it the, the run up to Trump getting elected? Uh, who was it? Photo that scene from Jurassic Park with the dead dinosaur. Somebody photoshopped Donald Trump Jr. next to it, took yeah, it around yeah. to people and said, Look, We're killing what triceratops. Donald Trump Jr.'s, Don Donald Trump Jr.'s killing dinosaurs. What do you think of that? And it's, oh my God, aren't they an endangered species? Yeah, people are stupid. I'm thinking, you utter <laughs> fucktard, go and find a window to lick. 
Yeah, it is. You'd be amazed at how many people, like, even, like, you could probably, and the Canadians are going to love this, too, if anyone from Canada listens to that shit. There are a lot of Western U.S. people that are, I mean, straight up liberal, have no idea, never left the fucking city. You could tell these fucking retards that Triceratops lives in Canada in, like, Vancouver or the, the Northern Territory and all that shit. A, they won't know that they were fucking cold-blooded, for one, <laughs> that they would die in the fucking frost. And they would be like, we have to protect Canada. They would be fucking screaming at the top of their lungs if they thought this animal was, uh, was well, I shouldn't say it, if they believed they th- it was still alive. Because you can trick some of these stupid people into thinking it's alive. That's how fucking retarded it is. And then you'll have the guys that are from Alberta and, you know, uh, the Vancouver area, the Western territories of Canada being like, fucking stupid of Americans, get the fuck out of our country. Like fucking screaming at them. <laughs> like, but we're here to protest the hunting. Those animals have been dead for 65 million years, you fucking morons. It, it's, it, it would be so fucking funny. You know, <laughs> that's all you need is just some stupid no. video, especially well, now with all the deep fake shit. The deep fake shit right now is fucking phenomenal. You know, they showed the video of this new AI that can do deep fake shit, which I think is funny because they really can't do it very well in either an American accent or a British accent. So the two primary English accents, they really can't do it too well because of the clarity of the speaking. But the minute they can make this fake AI generated woman and then they give it like a fucking like a Russian or a Slavic accident, but they're making it talk English. You just sit there and you watch the video like, yep, Terminators are real. We're all going to die. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's true. It's, it's so fucking weird. I seen it the other day on Timcast. They were talking about that. I mean, they were like, watch this video. And you're looking at the video like, all right, cool. It's a hot Russian broad. Cool. No, it's fucking, if, if it was completely fake. The, the girl was fake. Her hair was fake. Like it was a computer generated fake chick with a Russian accent talking English. And you were like, I feel so stupid because I just thought a, a computer chick was hot. Fuck, I hate my life. You know, it's, like, it's so stupid. I don't know. I'd still bone Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> We gotta get back on archery. <laughs> get back on archery topics. Jesus Christ! Right. Get on target. Get on target. There's something I've got to ask. I don't know in the states how many one brand dealers there are. I mean, it's it's a totally different ball game over here. Our archery retailing. You know, we've got one dart, one official dart dealer, one official Matthews dealer, one official Hoyt dealer, one official Prime dealer, two. Two official PSE dealers, and I don't think we've got any official elite dealers. Oh, and one official obsession dealer. But over there, with I don't know how very pro made in the USA things are over there. A lot more so than made in the UK things here. Single brand PSE dealers. How's this uncertainty and lack of transparency with PSE going to hit them? Is it is it going to have a big impact on them? Well, I was a single brand dealer. I only carried PSE. And like I said, my, my feeling on it speaks for itself. Um, as far as exclusivity goes, unless you're really, really small, there are not a lot of single brand dealers out there. Everybody carries at least no. two. So yeah. most people will carry like Hoyt and Elite. will carry Botech and Elite or Botech and PSE or something 
like that. So most most brick and mortar retailers will carry two or three brands. Right. Um, that keeps them flowing, keeps them going. Aside from that, you'll find very few people who are just one brand only. I only did one brand because I had no need to, to carry three other brands only because I was only doing it for, you know, hunter setups and for the kids when I set them up as, as shooters. I didn't need to have 15 different brands in here. And honestly, PSC was the only one at the time that I went with because they were the the one that I could get into where everybody else wanted yeah. like some $50,000 buy-in to get started and they wanted a brick and mortar location. So that was the differential. Like PSC was more of a more of a family-oriented company at the time and they would make exceptions to stuff like that. But then, um, you know, with this change and stuff like that, yeah, when, when you don't want to do something anymore, you just don't want to do something anymore. And that goes both ways. So you won't find many, if, if you're, if you're a brick and mortar shop or a range, something like that, and you only have one brand and PSC is your brand. I would imagine that this calls have gone out to other people to try to get some kind of a backup or if not eliminated or something like that. A lot of people will be doing that. Yeah. I do. Do you find there are certain areas of the country where certain brands are much bigger than others. Fuck yeah. That's oh, the case over here. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Kidding me? I am the sole PSE dude right now at majority of the competitions I go to. Majority of them. Matthews fucking runs South Carolina, especially the upstate area. <laughs> Matthews is all over down here, too. And um, don't get me wrong now, Elite's trying to push its way in. And yeah, so, it is, so is Bowtech. But like this area here is. I want to say probably 70% Matthews, like 20% Prime, maybe a little bit more, maybe 5% Bowtech and 5% PSE. This area is fucking yellow as shit. <laughs> it's unreal. Yeah, I yeah. started watching ISAs, I seem to remember there being a lot of hood shirts there. Mm-hmm. And now when you watch, when you watch it, it's... Primarily the the black and yellow everywhere. everywhere. Every well, Hoyt changed their management. Hoyt changed their management. They got a new president and all that. The guy who went and he started redirecting their lines and stuff and really try to revive the company because the last bunch were wrecking the company. Yep. Um, and a lot of the pro staff, and he he cut he cut ties with a lot of their pro staff. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, he got rid of a lot of them. So they took the approach where what the fuck do we care about target pro staff? It doesn't make a difference if we're not selling hunting bows, who fucking cares? Yeah. And that's where they put all their focus on hunting bows, hunting bows, hunting bows. And they've got their focus in Europe on their recurve stuff. Hoyt's always going to be the biggest one out there besides win and win. So yes. they redirected their stuff. Now out here in New York, you're basically a Hoyt person or you're a Matthews person some PSC mixed in out West. Everything used to be PSC. I don't know what it's going to be anymore. Most of it's um, Hoyt right now. A lot of it's Hoyt. Yeah. A lot yeah, of it's that, Hoyt. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, and down here, you know, I go to my ASA competitions over, oh, almost all the time down here. It's, I'd say 50% Matthews and then everything else is everybody else. Yeah. We got a lot bigger diversity, but Hoyt is barely there. I'll see one, maybe too. two Hoyt shooters at at a three D at a three D shoot. I see mostly now PSE, Botech, and Elites. You should have won that fucking last round if you didn't stop fucking team killing. Hold on, I gotta smack somebody. <laughs> Everyone knows what's going on in Cod in Doug's house. 
<laughs> but, no, it's true though. I mean, he's like, what even, the fuck, dude? <laughs> even here, like, there's almost no Hoyts here at all. Like, don't get me wrong, Jesus. you'll know if there's a Hoyt here because you're here. When the guy lets the arrow off, you know, you hear a bomb fucking sound. <laughs> but you know, it it it's true though. I mean, it, there's no real Hoyts here at all. And I mean, don't get me wrong, there's Hoyt dealers in the area, but right now it's just I lost train of thought now. The people who shoot in your area about Hoyt not being there. Yeah. Well, you got, you understand where I was going with that one. I mean, we have a a bigger diversity of bow shooters here, Mm -hmm. but it's primary. It's still mostly all Matthews. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's how it is here. And it's so strange too, because I mean, you you see a lot of guys and, and, I don't know if it, it's maybe it's just the selfish aspect of sports. You you will automatically see a lot of guys jump to Matthews because they see competitions that are going on on TV and whatnot, and they see the largest representation of people at the competition is Matthews, and their sponsorship checks are the biggest. Yeah. Bah, 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 bah. Everyone goes into the shit with high hopes instead of trying to have fun and being comfortable with what you're fucking shooting. So. It, it, it's kind of strange, but you see that like right from the get-go. You see some people that are like so fucking serious and this, this company pays out the most and I'm going to go fucking pro and like six months later they're done. But, you know, it, instead of just, I shoot this bow really, really good. That's why, you know, even me and Doug, we shoot PSEs. We tell everybody, fucking go out there, shoot everything possible and shoot what you shoot good because, you know, or shoot what you yep. feel you shoot best and whatnot. And, it, it, it's so strange. I describe bows to everybody who comes in my range, like shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, what's most comfortable for you? Mm-hmm. Maybe a Nike's better for you. Maybe an Adidas. Same. Just use as a, the version of what bow you want to shoot. Yeah. No, I agree. So I agree. So, over here, it, if you want to try several bows, it's really, really difficult. There are very few in stock. One of the guys I shoot with wanted to try the new Matthews V3X33. Contacted the com- the country's biggest archery retailer, said, I want to try one of these. They said, sorry, we haven't got it in stock. You'll have to buy it first, then we'll order it in, and then you can try it. <laughs> That's so strange. I mean, I don't, I don't know, just like here, we have like are are even our brick and mortar stores when it comes to pro shops they're usually very well stocked when it comes to things and just just i mean i've heard you say that on your podcast before where it's like oh you have to order the bow then you can try it that that just seems like such a bad business model especially as of late of course i it's such a niche thing over here that don't want to buy they don't want to buy in a bow that they're then going to be stuck with that's my, that's what my hood dealer does down here. He basically goes, "You, if you want to shoot it, you'll have to buy it. Actually, but what if I don't like it? You already bought it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See that. I, I had the same experience when <laughs> when I bought my Epics years ago. I was looking at a couple of others. I found the one shop that were actually showing them in stock, and I said, "Right, you're showing these two in stock. Can I come down and try them?" I said, oh, well, when we say in stock, we actually mean they're in stock with a wholesaler in Europe. 
uh, we can order a mean. You'll have to pay for both. And the one you don't like, we'll refund you. I said, but there are two other bows as well. I want to try at other shops. What if it's one of them? Oh, no, you've got to buy one of these. Wow. To which my, my answer was less than polite. That's that's harsh. Yeah, see, that's crazy. That's what, you know, I don't know, man. See, that that's where I think in a lot of cases with with archery and that type of equipment, I mean, granted, the U.S. has got the some of the biggest companies in the fucking world here. I mean, we do have PSE and Matthews yeah. and Prime and Hoyt, and I mean, the list goes on and on and on now. Um, So we get to, like, test them out. I mean, if I, I think here, shit, that, that would be one way a shop could ruin itself in a fucking heartbeat. Like, if you don't even have, like, a demo bow or a demo setup from a couple of bows, and, like, I mean, because, like, me and Angel said, most shops right now here are a two to three brand dealer. So, like, yeah. if I deal with uh, Saluda River, for example, they are a Matthews dealer, an elite dealer. Shit. Then you pick up Darton? Uh, yeah, Darton and, and Hoyt, I believe. So, I think they have four. Uh, Archery Shack is Bear, Prime, Bowtech, and I think that's it. I think they do three and maybe, or maybe both are down to three now. I mean, because when, when I was at Saluda, it was Elite, well, mainly Matthews, um, Elite, and Dart and Bows were there. I'm, I'm not sure if there was any Hoyts there. They dropped PSE totally now? No, no, they, they didn't shop it, but there's no demand in the area for it, which is the bad part. I mean, both... Both, from what, from what I remember, both Saluda and Archery Shack are PSE dealers. You know, but there's no demand for it now, which is horrible. I mean, I, I, I would be super interested, well, prior to all this nonsense, uh, in going to try in the Fortis 33. That would be like my thing. All right, I want to go try that. But now with all the cam options and you got the EC2 and you got the fucking S2 and the E2 and the fucking whatever other two and blah, 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 blah. It kind of makes it a bit of a pain in the ass with all these multiple cams and shit like that. So me personally, I know the two I would want to try are going to be the EC2 and the S2 cam. I want to try the most aggressive one and this smooth ass, the version two of this smooth ass bitch that's on my EVL right now. So, but for this area, you know, there's, there's no demand. Like even the guys I deal with, like, I, I'm like, you know, I'm looking at the Elite Omnia because I shot the bow. I really, really like the way it feels. Uh, it's fast enough. It's smooth enough, but it holds great. And the weird little new thing with the little doinker fucking nipple fucking dickhead looking uh, rubber bushing that everybody has on their bows now. That PSE's got it. Elite's got it. Hoyt's got it. They all got that little nub on the front. Um it actually shockingly made a huge difference. Like I shot the bow with it on there and I shot the bow with it off and it's like noticeably it absorbs that much vibration. Um, but th there's no, there's no demand in this area for a PSE right now, which is, it's kind of a bummer, but it is what it is. So you don't see a lot like me. I'm looking at the Omnia Russell. Uh, who I also normally shoot with when we go to 3D events with Arthur, he's looking at getting the Reckoning now. And this is a dude who me and him were the fucking sole PSE dudes at every fucking event. And, you know, we were the two guys rocking PSE everywhere we went. We had the Supras and the Performs and me and with the EVLs and the Evolve 35 and all that other shit. You know, 
And now he's looking to sell all of his shit to go get the new Reckoning, which I don't blame him for because the fucking hype apparently is real when it comes to the new Reckoning and, you know, Revision 2 or G2 or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I'm almost in the same boat right now. I like my EVL for what it is. I know I'm, I'm at the point where I do need the new strings and I've been saying that for fucking months, but whatever. I'm uh, even contemplating just being like, should I just fucking dump all this shit before I lose my ass on fucking everything? You know, I got the inertia completely set up. <laughs> I, I was like that close yesterday just for posting the inertia for 350 loaded. You know, 12 inch fucking wick stick stab on it. The, the, the drop away true glow lock fucking up or whatever the fuck it's called. Arrow rest and the, 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 the fuck do I have on that stupid thing? The Rocky Mountain 5 pin that's got pins so bright they'll blind you. <laughs> Dude, I'm, fuck. Whoever makes the Rocky Mountain sights, y'all need to slow your roll down with the fucking 19 pins because they're like stupid bright, you know? You got to play that song, Gotta Wear Shades On in the background while you shoot this stupid bow now. It's so stupid, <laughs> you know? But, yeah, well, that, that's like my original Trophy Ridge React 5. I've got one of those. One of the 2016 models made out of just, you know, the, the original, what they call it, a co-ballistic polymer, plastic. Right. Yeah. And the fibers are wrapped about four times around the sight housing, which is a fucking big sight housing anyway, and then into the pins. Yep. And it has to be almost completely dark before you lose your pin. Even you only need the tiniest bit of light, and those oh, yeah. things glow like fuck. That's what this thing, well, this thing, it looks like, um, it's got like a little module on the top where you like, you could screw a light into it anyway. I swear to God, yeah. these fucking things can be lit by moonlight. That's how bright they are. They're, they're so stupidly bright. It's unreal. But like I am even, you know, it, should I just go get new strings for the EVL and then flip it? I mean, granted, I'm not going to sell the EVL with shit on it, but you know, Right now, I can probably get about... My EVL's for sale with everything on it. Shit. I mean, huh? it's ready to go. You know what I mean? I, I like my Hamsky shit. I really like my Hamsky and my HHA stuff, so... <laughs> I mean, you know... I mean, if I sold it loaded right now, I probably could get probably a grand easy, easily. I mean, because it's got the HHA tournament edition with the pro scope and all that bullshit. And, um, but it is. It, it's, it's so strange. I'm so... Like caught in the every two years, I normally buy a bow. The EVL is now two years old, so it's that time of for me to buy another bow. And this whole merger and shit, or merger or buyout or whatever you want to call it, I, I'm contemplating just dumping everything and just getting rid of all of it, and then just starting over with what do I like this year and just fuck it, you know. It's it's so strange, and the bow right now that I am leaning towards is the Elite Omni, just because I I just like the cam and I like the way it feels. I mean, it just it's very very strange. It's very odd for me to really contemplate after this many fucking years <laughs> of just taking everything I own from PSC and just being, you know, kick rocks. It's very strange. Yeah, well, like all my stuff from PSC, my my rtx which never got shot in competition is brand new sitting there uh the rtx my knock-on bow which is everything knock-on on it uh that's for sale um and my evo evl is also for sale so like all three are gonna go 
And it's like, how, how frustrated do I get with them just sitting there where all of a sudden I just clear them out for whatever I can get from, just get rid of them. Um, where I never would have wanted to part with my EVL, but now it's like, mm-hmm. yep, you're going. Uh, I don't want to see anything with PSC's logo on it in my shop anymore. It's like, see ya. That's yeah. it. And you get to one of those feelings where you're just like, okay, I hate this now. I just want to get rid of everything. Um, where one time you were just hardcore, I wouldn't own anything that wasn't PSC. Now right. it's like, I don't feel that way anymore. That's what I'm now saying. I like, mean, that's how it was when I, even when I got dug into shooting archery. Me and him fucking like, I was already fucking head first in PSC shit. And he like followed suit with it. You know? which is, and it's, I lo- not a, I have- it's not a bad thing because everything we've owned up to this point, we've had confidence in. But this stupid little shit that's going on now has, in, in all honesty, I mean, for me, it's been fucking 10 years of me shooting PSE shit or whatever or more. I mean, technically, if you want to go back to when I started shooting bow, they absorb browning. So what the fuck ever? Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's so strange to where it's just like, I, I'm, I don't know what direction to go in at this point. Do I just keep saying, all right, and, you know, just, Keep fucking riding out and, you know, because my original plan for this year was get the EVL a new string on it, sell it, buy the Fortis 33. And then yeah. I started noticing at the beginning of this year, all the odd shit. Why the fuck are they trying to get people to buy bows sight unseen? That wasn't cool. That didn't sit well with me from the mm. fucking get-go, how they were running that type of shit. And me and Doug had this conversation. But I'm like, Did, are they doing this down by you? Because this is what the fuck they're doing here. And then, you know. Me and you, Angel, we spoke about it. I'm like, oh, oh, so they're doing it up yep. there too. What the fuck? You know, mm-hmm. it, it just that type of game. And then the fucking sale comes out and then all the, oh, trust us and oh, this and oh, that. And then this is the guy who's going to lead it. Okay. Everyone starts digging that fucking hole. Okay. This is not confidence inspiring. No. All right. Nope. And then, you know, and I have confidence in the bows I own. Yeah. Well, um, that's because it's what a I'm gonna go for. bow. Other than from here on out, you actually just said it, Anthony. You said the, the we have confidence in the PSC bows we own because they were Pete Shepley bows. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they, that's exactly what it's all about. Like, like personally using it, it's a Pete Shepley bow. Mm-hmm. My my um my whole feeling with this right for getting rid of them is I don't want to give these guys any more free advertising than I absolutely fucking have to. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. like. I'm not going to, if I actually thought about like keeping the bows, like if I couldn't sell it, I was going to wipe the logos off the limbs. So you couldn't tell what the hell it was and put some other crazy <laughs> ass logo on there. I know guys that um, do that with arrows. Power archery bow. Dude, I know guys that do that with arrows. They all shoot PS 23s and they nail polish, remove the fucking logos. Every single <laughs> one of them. Now, if I ain't getting paid, fuck you. I don't give a shit if I like your arrows. You ain't getting fucking advertisement for me. And I'm like, you do know acetone eats through the glue and carbon, right? Right? It's like, ah, I'll just leave the logos on my dice. I like my thumb exactly yeah, like my, located my, uh, where it is on my fucking hand. I'll just put a bigger wrap on it. Shit. I got these new 24s. I got these 24 inch fucking floors. One, one thing I've never done is only stuck. To one to one brand regards bows. I I started off with a Stinger X, then then I had an Apex Matthews Apex Seven, which I hated. That we, oh god, that was just like holding a goddamn girder 
and it was so noisy. Then I had me another PSE. Then I had the bear. Now I've got the bear and the prime. I'll just shoot whatever feels nice to shoot. Yeah, yeah, no. I t- see. That's the weird part. That's, is like even for me when I shot thing. other bows, it it always came down to the same thing. And this is for like beforehand. A, I like the speed of the bows. PSE was notorious for yeah. just fucking balls to the wall speed on everything. But it also came down to the grip. A, I didn't give a shit if the bow was slightly loud because I was always going to shoot a heavier arrow. My lightest arrow right now, if yeah. I turn this fucking camera on the bottom of my desk, it's actually kind of fucking weird. Um, my lightest arrow is 460 grains. That's, my, that's what I shoot wow. now. That's my carnivore setup that I shoot on every bow I have. Like, let's see if I'll show you guys since you guys can see it. Doug already knows what this looks like. So... But, I mean, if you go down my table, up there, around over here, more arrows over there, like, I have fucking arrows every goddamn where. And granted, I mean, well, my current arrows that I shoot on everything are 460 grains. That's my carnivores that I shoot on everything else. My victories that I got from Doug, the, uh, the SSs, the ones with the stainless steel weave, those are 520. Yeah. Extortions. Right, the extortions. Nice. Those are 528. My FMJs that are up in the bookshelf rack are 530. So the only light arrows on my entire desk, even my fucking, um, my car, not my carnivores, my outlaws that are set up for my bear trad bow that uh, Arthur gave me, those have 125 grain heads and 50 grain screwing weights and all that shit. And those are like 460 or 470 grains. The only light arrows on my desk are my PS26s. Those are 422, 418. Those were for when I had my perform. So I don't shoot a, a light arrow. So my bows are going to be quiet no matter what. I never gave a shit about that because the biggest thing for me was, is the speed going to get me into the right area so I can keep the bow at a specific speed? And, you know, I always got that with PSE. I can shoot a 520 grain arrow out of the inertia and fucking horrible to say, but the inertia was throwing the extortions at 289 feet a second out of 530 grain arrow. So, and that was on a bad fucking, that that was on the old string. I have never shot it on the new ones. Like when I shot the, uh, the carnivores out of it, and I think at the time they were, this is before the, no, yeah, no, this is after when I built this arrow setup at 460 grains, the carnivore was doing 312. I mean, the, the inertia was doing 312 with a 460 grain arrow. So it, it, it's a stupid fucking bow, but I was always into the speed because if I built a 500 grain arrow on the inertia, I had a 400, just about a 490 foot per second bow. Which was good. I like that speed. I like the the fucking aggressiveness of it and all that shit. Now, I've got to admit that's what that's what I love about the Kuma. I was shooting that last Saturday, and Jesus, that, after the prime, it's so different. I mean, the arrows for the mm-hmm. prime I've got down at three eighty. That gives me about two ninety three, two ninety five foot per second. Right. The Kuma, they're at four fifty two, and I'm getting three oh seven. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's that's. You know, I'll try to find, 
tried a 500, 502 grain arrow at the Kuma and got it at 291, which is insane. But yeah. it did, like I say, you have to work so much harder to shoot that than the Prime. Prime exactly. just makes me lazy. It's easy to shoot. Right. But for me, like with the PSEs, it was, you know, all right, I got in a certain zone. I want to keep that speed. Speed, whatever. speed, speed. Yeah, it was. It was always. But yes, yes, yes. The grip was always the same on all the bows. The grip always felt the same. Yeah. The only time that they changed the grip slightly that I didn't like it is when they did the original Evolve. The original Evolve, for some reason, the 35 was really, really fucking narrow. And it, the bow would actually kind of shake in your hand a bit. And I didn't like that. So I, that was actually the first PSC I could honestly say, like, I had it and it didn't work for me. Dougie didn't like the Matthews he had, so me and him swapped. Both of us were like, nope, these don't bows don't work for us either, and we both got rid of the fucking bows. So we're like, okay. We, each of us wanted to try something. He, I sent yeah. him one. He sent me one. Cool, whatever. And we were both like, no. First thing I did on the Matthews, no. I changed the grip. It was a Matthews. I fucking first thing, grips out the fucking door. So, you know, but, you know, it, it, it's just, but right now, I don't know. I, I just don't have the confidence I had beforehand to uh, keep on going with it. I, I don't know, man. And everyone, like a bunch of people here are like, oh, maybe <clears throat> you should try the Hoyt VTM 34. Because apparently the new VTM is like, people are screaming, ranting, and raving about the new VTM. You know? Yeah, if I come along one, I'll try one. But, you know, the, the new bow techs. You're not running out and hunting you for it going, I want to shoot this. No, well, it, it, it's never been like that. I, I, from all the Hoyts I had shot over the years, uh, in, you know, in my opinion, I didn't like any other Hoyt after the Pro Defiant. I didn't like not fucking one of them. I didn't like the way they shot. I didn't like the way they fucking held. Nothing. And that's why I've I like. Tried, I've tried the Pro Defiant. Mm-hmm. What do you think of it? I've tried the Pro Defiant, tried an RX One and an RX Five, and they, to be honest, they, they were. Then again, compared to the Kuma, anything else is a sweet, smooth draw. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it's just odd. I mean, I don't know. It, it's like I don't run out to try Hoyts, and it's nothing against Hoyt, you know, or whatever. I mean. People always think too, like when when I talk about the uh, the Eastern accesses, like everyone's like, "Oh, you, you just don't like Eastern." No, I have a very particular problem with a certain axis, and that's all it was. Like it pisses me off to the point where, like, I've shot the FMJs. I thought they were great, horrible for fucking three D. The second you hit a target, they just a couple of times in a three D target, they just turn into wobbling fucking noodles. Um. When I had the standard yeah. Axis arrows, because I bought a six-pack of those in 300 spine and built them all the fuck out and all that crap, those arrows were great. I, you know, like, all right, I beat the hell out of those arrows. Let me buy six more Accesses. I get them. The only ones that were available were the Under Armour version of the Axis. They were on clearance. Well, apparently when I got them, I figured the fuck out why they were on clearance, because they were fucking garbage. So... It's one of those, and I, I don't. I live in an area where now where everything is Black Eagle. No one really. I mean, granted, Victory's making its way into this area, which I find yeah, funny. Victory, 
Well, people, it, it is kind of funny, though, because I mean, because some people are giving victory the same shit I joke about. Get the fuck out of California before you lose your business. You know, they're doing that type of shit to them. They're like, hey, man, you know, we'd love to sell more of your shit, but ah, the people in the South don't like those commie fucks in, in, in fucking California. You know, and it's like they're not in that area, bro. It's like they're not they're not down in that area. We don't give a shit. It's California. Fuck California. You know, they get off on all that type of shit. But so I don't have Easton's, you know, readily available unless I want to order them online in this area. So I just don't shoot them anymore. But everyone thinks I hate Easton. They don't make a target error with the shit anyway. So that's my problem with them. Listen, just because y'all went to an ASA where the dude got a super drive through his fucking hand, you know. Ouch. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't go. Fucking it. Uh, oh, Donnie, Donnie went. That was Donnie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, we call drive the new name for the, the super drivers are the Eastern Fragilis. <laughs> Eastern Fragilis. <laughs> Gotta give it to the Italian. It's it's fragile. Well, he, here's the funny part: is he has a tendency to get fucking. Um, he'll call up Aero companies and get like a test batch of you know different versions of their shit. He got a set of Easton's ones, and then the super drivers blew up on him, just shooting and blew up in the target, not on him. Yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, no. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. Like, the victories that I have are, are, I mean, like, I can beat the shit out of the carnivores and stuff like that, no problem. But the victories are, uh, are another story. Like, those fucking arrows are tough. <laughs> they really, really are. Uh, a little bit too deep for my pockets, though, for for the most part. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's true. I mean, you look at the new prices on the new Rip TKOs or whatever. I think I think it's everything's like, going up in price this year. They're a fucking hundred and ten dollars for a six pack. They're almost twenty dollars an arrow. You know, but it, it's crazy, and I'm like, you know. Carnivores now, I think, are almost $12 an arrow, I believe. You know, when I first started shooting Black Eagles, I think they were like nine. So everything's gone up in price. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's what's going on in this fucking world right now. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's, it's like uh, I told you the story the other day about when I ordered a uh, freak show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That would piss me the fuck off. Oh, my God. You yeah, I ordered a freak it. show. And then the fucking uh, next day, they cancel it. And then I noticed the price had gone up everywhere by about 40 oh, bucks. So they geez. canceled my order because I bought it at the low price before just before it went up in price and they canceled my order. I'm like, you motherfucker. That sucks. Yeah. 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 This is, that's what yeah. they're doing here though. In a lot of cases, you know, if you, if you buy anything from, especially if you buy from an online retailer here and the price happens to jump, I mean, Doug, learn that shit firsthand. They're going to cancel the within 24 order. hours. Yeah. They mm-hmm. will. Yeah. Within 24 hours, they will cancel your damn. If order. they haven't, if they haven't shipped it, if they haven't shipped a bit, if they haven't packed the ship yet, it's getting canceled. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like the, the entire, like, industry. <laughs> that was on Amazon. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but. Right. Now, if, before Doug's dinner's ready, and he has to depart, back to PSA, who do we think is coming on board with him next? Coming? Oh, I look, coming on board? Next company? Ooh. Yeah. 
Okay, so we're talking about Harry. Yeah, I've seen a couple. When, well, if they're smart, when Zach put up on Instagram the <clears throat> he was involved in the, about the PSE takeover. Jerry Goff, the guy that owns Hickory Creek, this is his actual post. Very interested in learning more about your company and maybe talking with you about our vertical crossbow company. Well, so I mean, are we going to see Hickory Creek go that way? Well, is PSE um, still making crossbows like the Fang? I mean, I haven't looked at it. You know, that's interesting because I don't even know if they're on their website anymore. Hold on a second. I'll tell you right now because I did notice that there wasn't a section for that anymore. Oh, and Harry, well, you're looking that up. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you looking that up? And the only thing that's going to make people happy or hope in any way, shape, or form looking forward to the future of the company, they first need to get Dudley to come out and sit there and say, We're all good. Yeah. Everything is oh, great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, we, we can be in better hands. If he can come out and sit there and say that within the next, by, by the end of at least a 3D season, I think it's got to be. They're going to be that. in the. Well, either way, I'm I'm just saying as a deadline, if right. it's not done by J- July and he's coming out going, you know, PSC's in a good place, I'm in a good place, knock-on's not going anywhere, and PSC's not going anywhere, that will alleviate a lot of the puckerness factor that we are having with PSC as a whole right now. Oh, yeah. I, I think that oh, yeah, would be a some- step in the right direction. There's a major change to their crossbow line. Right now, the only crossbows that they show – are the ones that remember what you were saying that for years we know some of the stuff was manufactured in China. Right. The Chinese bows are the only ones left. Okay. The Warhammer, which was their their reverse crossbow, uh-huh. uh, the one that was like their two thousand dollar crossbow, is now gone, and they only have the Fang and the Coalition. They don't have anything else besides that little Viper SS, which is illegal everywhere. Okay. But yeah, that's that's weird that now that's gone too. So that's disturbing. So that, that that there is a major change happening because for them to get rid of that Warhammer, which was like their biggest deal, like that was a competition for the Ravens and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that something's going on. And yeah, they they've streamlined their traditional and recurve line as well. So whoever is in charge of it now is is purging a lot of the stuff that that they had. And that's that's not good. That's definitely not good for anybody. Um, but that's the type yeah. of thing that falls in line with an investment group. That's the yep. bad part. Mm-hmm. Is that the, well, if you're going to start purging many of the things and the items the company's been making over the years and start purging the line, that's when you're literally going to fall into the idea of what everyone's saying. This yep. is an investment group. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. If well, they look through the... See, that's the other thing, too, about the fucking... Mm-hmm. The, the, the no... Uh, transparency shit like okay this wasn't me you know well you know i don't know i'm so fucking baffled this is so much shit that's going on (laughs) well it's like it's hard to keep track of now here's the thought and theory i have and it's been popping in my head since the whole black rifle possible possible merger being part of this heritage group what would you think because black rifle coffee coffee and Nine Line have those stores all over the friggin' are starting to pop up everywhere. They have that one in Georgia that I always stop at before I come see you. Right. Um, well, they all started carrying PSC bows in them. Well, here's the only problem with that. Black Rifle, as of a couple months ago, or maybe last year, is now publicly traded. They're not a yeah. private company anymore. 
Mm-hmm. So the ah. publicly traded company. So I don't know, which makes it even more fishy how a publicly traded company is mixed up with this private entity. Like what the fuck is going on? And that doesn't make any sense either. So like, if you wanted to make it very weird there, you just made it very weird because you, a public entity cannot technically have business engagement with a private entity where like they're doing something shared. Like, I don't know how they, how they get around that. But now Black Rifle is public. So does that mean that they're going to put PSE go public and just control stock by this company or what? Because once a company goes public, shit, that, that's never good. So I, I don't know what would happen with this. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. No, good. I've, there's, a, there's another one come up on LinkedIn. A firm called Bullish Incorporated, who state they invest in early stage consumer brands and opportunities. Uh, they've partnered their one of their managing partners michael duda announced they were investing in something called captain experiences which is to do with obviously captaining fishing boats arranging folks to go out fishing and zach actually commented on that love this if if i could be helpful let me know It looks like they are that's going. I mean, PSC is going to be starting making fishing poles. Well, that's yeah. the problem. I'll tell you, involved in fishing. I mean, they are carbon, but still. No, but that's, but, a, that's the mean, problem with the group. Gleason's come from a tech background, hasn't he? And this bullish, they describe themselves. Uh, hang on. Let me just jump in again. I should have felt if chopped all this. He said, like, Captain is creating a premium digital experience to help People enjoy wonderful analog experiences, beginning with fishing. So, are, are we going to see PSE involved with a firm like this that offers an entire outdoor experience rather than just archery? You never know. I'm well. I mean, that's that's the problem with being a group <clears throat> is that they get to multifacet the what they're going to try and get into. I mean, if you look at a lot of the other outdoor groups, I mean, granted when they're archery focused, you'll have like Faradine who owns 15 different products that are all archery related. So unless they're going to try and start getting into other aspects, I mean, which, I mean, it's fine if they want to be a multi-venture group, but I don't know how much of that dedication will be uh, able to be focused on, you know, getting the archery equipment better. I don't I'm fucking I don't know, man. I'm lost when it comes to so much of this crap right now. Well, 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 here here's my last thing I'll say about heritage is weird. If you look at the 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 heritage outdoor groups press release, like when they bought the company, it says under heritage outdoor groups ownership, PSE Archery will continue to partner and expand the business. Okay, fine. But its last line that it has in this whole statement doesn't make any sense. It says Heritage Outdoor Group and PSC Archery will continue to operate as separate entities. How the hell is that possible if you own it? How are you being a separate entity? Unless they get a silent partner. Well, that's a parent company. That's how a lot of that shit works. Like when you see a lot of these, like Alphabet owns Google and owns YouTube. Yeah. They primarily get to have an oversay of what's going on, but they get on, they get to claim that they're they, a separate they, so, company. So, some totally different. Yeah, yeah. It, so it, it's basically a company underneath. As fucking horrible as it sounds, the way a lot of it works is 
all the money funnels uphill to the main company. And it's like a little company working for a bank the entire fucking time. I mean, that's how it yeah. ends up being. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of it to do with uh, tax well, avoidance as well, isn't there? No, I, I don't know about that, but over here. <clears throat> Tax yeah. avoidance is perfectly legal. It's not tax evasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the big one was Nike, wasn't it? The Nike brand is owned by some company in a tax haven. Mm-hmm. And then when Nike sells around the world, they can make billions in profits. Oh, yeah. But then they have to pay all that profit to the holding company in a tax haven for using the word Nike. So yeah. they're profited that officially they've made no profit. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. pay no taxes. Huh. Well, that's well, what you, you see it, that with a lot of companies. Apple does the same well, thing. Bit. I think they have their headquarters supposedly in Ireland, which doesn't allow them to pay any U.S. taxes <laughs> and some other shit. So you well, see that with tons and tons of companies. Google and Amazon are the same. I think theirs are in Guernsey. They've actually got a P.O. box address in it. either... Uh, Guernsey or Ireland, yeah. and there's this one little building full of PO boxes that houses some of the world's biggest corporations. Yeah, and it's just tax avoidance purposes. Yep. But it, uh, here, here's here, here's something that he just kind of like broke my mind into an analogy I've heard, or best analogy I can use. It's almost like how Microsoft right now has fucking shitloads of studios. Some some gaming studios are very small. Some are very big. But they're basically like the trillion dollar bank that helps fund these little guys so that way they can make their shit. If it makes a profit, bonus for everybody. But if it loses money, they're not like, oh my God, we're going to have to fire everyone. Yeah. Could that be the same situation going here with the Heritage Group where they're basically becoming like the bank for the companies that they're going to start buying up, including PSE, to where if they don't make a profit, it's not going to be, oh shit, we're fucked. They're yeah, just going to fold it up. It, yeah, yeah. It, it allows for a profit margin <clears throat> float. That's all it does. I mean, that's how a lot of these companies work. That's why you see so many companies that it's like, oh, shit, we have too big. We got too big, which Google did. I mean, Google uh, got way too large, and the taxes were going to be outrageous, so they created the Alphabet Company and then put... Google and YouTube as separate entities under that, and then it creates a tier of how the money has to flow. This way, it looks like the parent company is only getting dividends off what the other company makes, so it makes the parent company pay a reduced tax. Now, the lower company gets to fucking uh, claim tax exempt because, or not tax exempt, but a deferred amount of taxes because they floated the money up fucking hill, which makes them, Mm -hmm. the lower company, have to pay a reduced amount of tax. So each layer fucking allows you to reduce the tax flow of money out. So, you know, it's it's a fucking Ponzi scheme. It's a fucking triangle scheme of how you can reduce the amount of money that you're having to pay out in taxes like that. So, but they all get to claim as one, which is kind of strange, but that's where it becomes like, the top company gets all the dividends, hence they become the bank because they're stashing all of that shit to a certain fucking point and they can roll some of the money back downhill and make demands of the other companies. And, and that's what you see from shit yeah. all around fucking the world. I mean, if you look at fucking GM, GM has Chrysler, not Chrysler, that's Dodge, uh, has Chevy, uh, GMC, like, you know, they used to have like Pontiac and Oldsmobile and Cadillac and this and that. 
They're all owned by the same fucking parent company. They're all GM, every single fucking one of them. But each one independently gets to fucking claim, well, we're a GM product, but it's actually <laughs> five different companies, you know? So, and that's what I think all these archery companies are doing now. And it's, it's kind of funny that for years I've been saying that archery seems to be following the car model over and over and over and over. So, and now it just happens to be true. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Yep. So. And it would be so nice if, if, oh, they, stuck, if they stuck to that. And, you know, everything was American-made. Like I said, I think because people in the States are so patriotism, to di- patriotism isn't a dirty word over there. Oh, because, yeah, it's the one. Because they're so patriotic and they will specifically go out and look for US-made items. And we'll pay the extra yeah. for it. He will be held accountable on that one. I hope he took that. When I hope when I made that comment that people will hold him to it, I, to, I hope they took it seriously because it will, you know. And yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. The next three to five years is probably going to be hard as shit for them. And they fucking be better, be ready to, as Nick Bear says it, embrace the suck and fucking just hack it and work every day at making it better and better and better. Because once you get that kick to the balls that your confidence is dropping, it's like, it's, it's going to be a hard rebound in which the outdoor group felt the same thing because they had assholes like me running our fucking mouths every goddamn day. Now, you know, they made a stupid decision being involved in that shit. And now elites making good shit. So, you know, I guess we'll see which direction it goes in. So, so I shouldn't get the, should I get this PST tattoo removed then? <laughs> no, or hope for the best. We're not going to make you feel bad, so we're not going to say anything to that right now. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well, because now the arrows painted the, pointed the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> and the spacing of the lettering's wrong as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The spacing's off. So, all right. So mm-hmm. let's wrap this up then, since I think we beat this topic like a dead horse. Uh, folks everyone get out there have fun go shoot the bows you want to shoot i know we talk about all the indifference and shit that's going on in the industry and how fucking it seems to be corrupt like everything else going on in the fucking world go out there try as many bows as possible find the one that fucking fits you the best shoot what's good for you and we'll all talk to you guys the next time have fun go shoot